It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Ottawa Senators 6-3. Back in the win column, the Vegas Golden Knights 21-6-5, 47 points on the year. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? Uh, first period was was kind of an adventure for a number of reasons, but I thought the Golden Knights found their game in the second period. What did you see? I think that's right. And, you know, we kind of talked about this with Jack Eichel and how we've known him to be a strong 200-foot player, but because of his work on the penalty kill, it really accentuates the perspective on how good he is on that side of the puck. And so when the Knights, you know, get some special teams production, first you get the power play goal, Wah from Hutton, and then you get the shorthanded goal, Stevenson from Stone, you could just get a feel for the Knights taking over. Because, of course, they had given up two power play goals when they had given up two in 13 games. And they gave up two in the span of about five minutes. So uh, you can kind of take over special teams again. This team is now... Uh, plus 16 in the special teams department. It is a strong aspect of this year's team, where last year it was more average. Um, and in some respects, the power play was below average. So you, you get some confidence out of that, especially with Chandler Stevenson getting that goal. And we know that uh, he has kind of been up and down a little bit. Nice little scoring streak, but last game wasn't so great for him. And today he gets the goal. So uh, that made it the Knights lead of 4-2 to two at the time, and at that juncture, you, you felt like it was a matter of the Knights just uh, in position to put it away. They only gave up five shots and 12 attempts in that second period, while they got 15 shots and 24 attempts themselves. And then you you know, you know look at the goal that, that maybe you didn't mention there in the second period, and that was Ivan Barbashev's marker to make it 5-2, to two. and that was a shift that is reminiscent of the Golden Knights when they're on their game. It's strong offensive zone possession. It's swarming the opposition, forcing mistakes. That, to me, was kind of the pinnacle of of the Golden Knights kind of finding their game. And Dick Hague described it as kind of a broken play. And, you know, (laughs) the Knights could, you know, they had about three or four times. It, It does occasionally happen to Vegas because of the way that they play in their own zone and kind of allow teams to control on the perimeter and really play well around their net. Well, here it was just uh, discombobulated for the Senators. Mm. And sometimes they get stretched out. and It's a little bit of a weird uh, defensive zone approach for the Senators. And, and a couple players go down with either a stick block or a block with a leg. And they were just kind of down and out. So it was a little bit of attrition there for Ottawa. But, yeah, they capitalized. Nick was you know, poking fun at himself that he couldn't hit the net. But Barbashev could, so <laughs> you know Barbashev is warmed to the task with now uh, points in three straight and a couple of points today. And the Knights have gotten, as I said earlier, uh, you have six different guys put the puck in the net, and that's uh, that's a significant part of this to have. Uh, it seems every aspect of the team contributing to this win. When you kind of look at the the larger picture when it when it comes to this victory you have a three-point night for uh, Mark Stone you have a 10-game point streak for Jack Eichel you have William Carlson matching his goal output from a last season yeah. through just 32 games like which one of those storylines stands out most to you well the fact that Eichel has himself a franchise record scoring streak is perhaps 
the, the one at the top of the list. He had two points today and uh, six goals and 10 assists and 16 points in those 10 games. So you have all of that, which just leads you to believe that Jack is taking his game to the next level. He's Stanley Cup champion and could have won the Conn Smythe. You know, it was neck and neck with Marcia. So, But Jack is showing himself to be the dominant kind of player that he was long dreamed to be. And um, you know, we, we've talked about this since he's come to the team. When he's right and healthy, he could be a 100-point player. And 100-point players have long scoring streaks. The best center in franchise history is, when it's all said and done, um, you know, when, whenever Jack Eichel plays his last game as a knight, I think we'll all agree that he was the best center to play for the team if he has not already achieved that standing. So if you're going to be in that standing, uh, you, you've got to do the work. And I think that we're, we're seeing it unfold before our eyes. Jack uh, put together one of the, the best offensive seasons. Uh, still got a ways to go, <laughs> 50 games to go after this one. Uh, but it is about as good a start as you could hope for that Jack is producing, that he is healthy, and he's driving this team. Now, Obviously, we've talked about a lot of good from this game, but but we're going to clue in on you know one of the main concerns coming out of it. You get Aiden Hill back uh, for the first time since November 30th, and he's able to go about six and a half minutes, comes out of the game after allowing that goal to Josh Norris on the power play. Um, you know, I guess kind of that, that bigger picture outlook when it comes to goaltending. Obviously, Logan Thompson had an awkward save in the third period but finished out the game. Um, you know, it... it, it you're hopeful, right, that it's not going to be anything that, that is going to keep Aiden Hill out longer term. That would be the hope, of course. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year, the Knights went back and forth between Thompson and Hill right through the All-Star break. It has not worked out that way this season. By the time you did get past the All-Star break, and the Knights were looking at Lauren Brossois coming up for the American League, they did acquire Jonathan Quick. Yuri Patera did come up. And he had five different goaltenders earn wins last year for this team it's not quite the same i'm not sure unless it is a a really disastrous bit of news on hill which i don't think it is um you know you're you're not thinking acquiring a goaltender at this point now you do have yuri patera uh, but it's hard to get too far ahead of ourselves because when aiden originally left the game back on november 30th it was termed precautionary. Mm-hmm. Then he did not make himself available for seven straight. His practice the last few days. And, uh, you know, Aiden seemed confident enough to say he could start today. And, uh, you know, who's to say that that injury would not have occurred in a, in a practice? Um, you know, when you're practicing and you feel good, you know, you think you can play in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, game action is different than practice. As much as you try to replicate it, it's not the same. And you hope that, as you said, Ryan, it's just a setback and, and not some sort of exacerbation. Um, you would hope that Aiden Hill is um, not going to be at any significant amount of time. And, Ryan, it sounds like Bruce Cassidy is stepping to the microphone for the postgame press conference. All right, here's Bruce Cassidy. Got a little banged up a little bit. Can you just walk us through what the process is like if you make a decision to go to the emergency goalie and what the conversation was like with Logan when he skated over to the to the bench during that timeout? Yeah, he, he he's going to talk to the trainers, not me, first of all, right? Just they, They're the ones that have the idea on where, uh, what's going on in that area. Um, so for me, it'd be pretty straightforward. If they told me can't continue, then the bug goes in. Uh, that's that. Um, I think he's going to be just fine now. 
again with our goaltender injuries here in the last year and a half. Uh, I, I say that optimistically, but realistically too, that uh, I don't know what happened if he got bumped into or if it was that high deflection, uh, like the goal the other night that something happened, but <clears throat> he was able to finish the game. Tomorrow we're flying, we're not practicing, so probably a day of rest will be good. He actually had some work this morning with Sean Burke, right? So it's a bit of a long day for him. Um, but uh, hopefully it's nothing and he's ready to go on Tuesday. We'll obviously have to get Patera here if Hill's long-term. I can't tell you right now. Obviously, when you leave and don't come back, it's not a great sign. So he'll get um, more evaluation done in the morning. Um, but that's all I got for you. I know Seville played really well the other night in, in Henderson. Um, good to see him healthy again. He'd missed time. So... Um, yeah, that's it. Hopefully we don't go through a run like last year, but uh, if we do, we'll we'll have to manage it. <clears throat> Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, uh, can you kind of walk us through the conversations maybe with Aiden over the last 24 hours as to how he felt and I guess just how the group responded once he went down and uh, just finding a way to get a win tonight? Yeah, he, he got in, uh, I believe it was Thursday, the first full practice. Wednesday, there was a couple of drills. Uh, Berkey wanted to see him get through successfully in the moment and recover and be fine the next day. He, and he, he checked those boxes. So that's when it came down to, well, when do we want to put him in? Will it be Sunday or Tuesday? It'll be one or the other. Logan's played a lot. We said, well, let's get him in. It's at home. Uh, we had a full practice yesterday. It wasn't long if you're there. I can't remember who was, but it was about half an hour. So he got work. Uh, knowing he'd go today, there'd be no morning skate. And that's when we made the decision yesterday. Um, I don't talk to Aiden a lot, just how you feeling, you, you, you know, are you good, are you conditioning, all those things, but it's kind of quick, it's up to him and, and the medical staff, just like when Logan came to the bench, it's their call, it's not mine. What they do is they tell me he's either cleared or he's not cleared. My only concern was I don't want him sitting on the bench Friday night because he's had a couple of good practice if he's not able to go into the game. He's either cleared to play if something happens to Logan, he's going in and ready to go and knows that he may have to if something were to happen, or we use Patera. And then so he said he was cleared and ready to go. It's unfortunate. Again, I don't have the news, you know, exactly what's going on, but it's difficult for Aiden. He's put the work in. He's worked hard. Everyone thought he was ready to go. Obviously, it didn't work out that way. It happens. Um, and uh, hopefully it's not long-term again. So um, that's all I got in that regard. So it's basically the, the player first has to feel comfortable getting in there, and then the medical team has to feel comfortable knowing that he's, he's rehabbed and, and has communicated to them that he's, he's doing well. That's it. Then it comes to me. When do I want to start him? So that, that's the, the only thing I do is talk to Burke. Do you want to put him in Sunday or do you want to put him in Tuesday? It was going to be one or the other. We thought maybe a long plane ride Monday would be better off going in now while he's here and comfortable. Um, so I don't know if it would have made a difference two days or not. We'll never know, but uh, unfortunately didn't make it through the game. <clears throat> hey, Coach, uh, Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey. Now, Barbashev, <coughs> 10 points last nine games after starting with six points through 23 games. Is his scoring uptick, if you will, more of a Mark Stone joining that line? Is Barbashev finding his game a little bit of both maybe? Yeah, obviously since Stoney's gone up there, um, I still think the line was doing well. That didn't show in the points total. I thought, you know, we, we have our stats and analytics that they were generating. They weren't finishing as well. 
Um, so I don't put anything that's Marsh versus Stoney. I just think eventually they're just good players that we're going to come around. Uh, Barbie, I do find, is it back to being at the front of the net a little more often. The power play goal he scored against uh, Buffalo the other night was a good example of that. Tonight he's around the front of the net, and I think that when you don't get results, that's typically what happens when you're that type of player. If you're a puck carrier and a transporter um, and you don't get points for a while, usually then what will happen to me is you'll start forcing a few more plays, and that's how they'll try to get out of it, those skilled players. The guys that are more drive-the-net type of guys tend to go, go hang out there a little more. Stevie started doing a little bit of that, got rewarded. So we'd like to see Paul and, and, and Howie do that, and I think they do do a good job of that. The puck's just not following them yet, and they don't get the same opportunities, obviously, as Barbie with Jack. Jack has the puck all, you know, a lot, and now Stoney and him are hitting it off, so Barbie, I think, is just reading the tea leaves there, it's like get open, get to the net, and I'm going to find some, some loose change, and I think that's exactly what's happened. <clears throat> Jesse, then Steve. Jesse Granger with the Athletic High Bruce. Um, Mark mentioned that he thinks one of the things they've done best on the power play is not letting failed or bad power plays get to them, and the way this game starts with them getting two, um, just how happy are you with the way the special teams kind of swung the game back in your favor? Well, again, consistency. I think I had talked to somebody about that question the other day one of the things we've done better is park some of these in-game poor power plays not let us affect us all night and into the next day it's like let's move on let's be a little more diligent in whatever area it is whether it's supporting the puck on an entry we didn't do a very good job of that early we did a better job as that went on or helping on a face-off a 50-50 puck so there's a lot of different things you can do just to have the puck in their end more like I think I've said this a lot in this league I think if you're in their end you could take any team in the league's power play and they're going to function well if they get enough zone time because there's so many good players in this league, but you need the zone time. So we've done a better job of that, getting making sure we get our zone time squared away um, and, and not force plays because the first power play didn't work because of whatever, poor entries or forced pucks or not enough support on a... Uh, contested puck, etc. We're doing a better job with that. So, and it becomes a mindset too a little bit. We have been more successful this year, so I think there's confidence that's inherent in the group now, knowing that hey, if we don't get one the first one or maybe the second, we, we do have the ability to turn it around much quicker. Last year, I still think there was there was some doubt in that, and some of it was chemistry too, right? There's some new units, uh, some new ideas coming from the coach, etc. And I think we're just much farther along in a lot of those areas so they know that they can you know get in the zone execute they're going to be successful and, and eventually have like to me the last goal is dynamite for us into the bumper get a rebound at the net those are really tough to defend and jack finds the right guy um you know the the first one was just as something we saw on video that they were you know carolina got behind them and st louis got behind them on breakaways uh on an entry so we thought well let's take a shot at it and it happened to work out and we finished a uh, good play by nick wall see Steve Carp with the uh, Sporting Tribune. Bruce, last year you were forced to <coughs> play many different lines because of injuries. I'm wondering if the experience of last year has helped this group this year adjust and still be able to play at a high level. Well, it's three years for this group, right? I mean, the year before I was here, they had lots of injuries as well. So they're, and they were what, a couple points out? So I still think you could, it's not successful when you miss the playoffs, but they still managed to get points through uh, an, an injury plagued year. So I think there's the guys that have been here that long, they know the drill a little bit here. So what we're, we've done, at least, you know, my time, I can't speak to before that, we're not using it as an excuse. We're not going to go down that road that, hey, a guy's missing. Someone else has to, you know, 
do a little more certain nights, uh, depending on who's injured. Um, we have to manage their minutes better so that they're not asked to do a lot when they're fatigued. So there's different things that go into it. Our team game allows us to plug different guys in, I think, and, and, and function and function well. Um, so I, and, and to answer your question, yes, I think going through it last year and ending up on top does do something for your confidence. It's, hey, we don't need our best lineup every night to win. You know, eventually you want your best lineup. It gives you the best chance. But in season, um, we can still get it done. And we've certainly shown that. And I think the fact that this group is so tight and close-knit, they don't care who they play with, honestly. On a, you know, they want to help the, whoever's coming onto their line. If we're switching pairs, they want to play for one another. And that, that has a lot to do with it as well. Go to Ken. Ken Bolkison, Minot Vegas. Alec went back in today. You had him on the right-hand side. Come on, what went into that decision to play that side? Yeah, that, that was a who's best suited to go to the right. Um, we tried Nick Hagerly in the year. I think it was the Winnipeg-Chicago trip. Didn't work out as well as we'd like. He's been playing really well with Whitey, so you don't want to mix, mix that one up. Huddy and Petro, we've, we've liked as a pair. That's Alex's spot, so to speak, so we'd like to get him back in there. That means Huddy goes to the right or Naber. Well, Naber's never really played the right, so I don't think he'd be an option. It's Huddy or Alec, and we went with Alec tonight, and you could see some toggling there uh, going forward where maybe it does become Huddy too and Alec back with Petro. I think we're just going to have to sort of sort through that as we go. Um, practice reps would be good, but we haven't practiced a lot, and we're not practicing tomorrow, so... That's the part they're going to have to learn a little bit on the fly. I think there's some advantages there truly is in your offside. Obviously, you know, handling pucks in certain areas, you get the one-timer in the neutral zone. You can, you know, you can move different ways if you're used to playing that side. You've seen Theo dance around the blue line. you got more options, I think, when you're on your offside. And for breakouts, when you go back on a puck, you have an automatic forehand rim, which, you know, against some teams like Ottawa tonight that, that weren't taking that away as much, that can be an advantage, too, that you're wheeling the net on your forehand. Um, and, and it's always easier to make a play under duress on your forehand. So there is some advantages, but again, I feel all our lefties are more suited on the left side other than Theo. But um, then it becomes, do you put Pahal in to take out a lefty if you feel like those are, your, is this your sixth best no matter which way they shoot? And those are the, that's the last part of the discussion, and we'll probably continue to have that until we get back to where you know, everyone's in their normal spot. Paul Santos, NHL.com. Bruce, Jack has a point in 10 straight games that you can't say enough about his offensive production, but what is he taking this game to another level, it seems like, during these stretches? And, the, and then what have you seen from him that's kind of allowed him to kind of be that driver that you're looking for? Well, like what I liked about Jack tonight, I think he was vocal early on about trying to get the guys going. And so there's some leadership coming out, a little more of a voice, right? Uh, I like that part because we weren't at our best early on. We scored early, obviously, and we were playing fine, but we need to be a little bit cleaner and, and take away some of what Ottawa does well. And he was vocal about that, so I like that part. Um, but, yeah, he's feeling it right now. He's got good energy. His legs are there. Uh, he can, you know, he's probably played a couple more minutes than ideally, but when he has legs like that and they're going, um, let's get him out there. So that's the way we're looking at it. We did make a couple of switches today in the middle, moved to Mario and then Nick Waugh over just to see if that would get a few lines going. So a couple of different things we did. But Jack's certainly been on right now. Um, and feeling good about his game, uh, healthy. Um, so I can't say enough about it. I think the power play, 
is helping him too in his all-around games. He's getting a lot of touches on his forehand side. Now we've moved him over there, and I think it's really helped our power plays lose the one-timer ability, but more touches coming downhill, more of a threat, and I think he's really kind of grasping that. And like any offensive player, when the points are there, you feel better. You know what I mean? Now you're moving up to stand. You know what I mean? He's comparing himself to elite players around the league, and the, the points matter. It's not last year we won a Stanley Cup, and he didn't have – you know, he wasn't one of the top guys. So I know it's not the be-all, end-all, but, you know, when you're, when you're paid to produce and you do, you feel good about yourself. That's just human nature. <clears throat> Adam for the last one. Adam of the Las Vegas Review Journal. We talked so much this, this uh, homestand about not protecting leads, but today you not only protected but kind of showed that killer instinct. I guess how pleased were you with that aspect of the, of the game? Yeah, I mean, we gave up a late goal. I'll call that a garbage goal, like we tried to make a play at the end. So I'm not even going to worry about that one. But I thought when it got to th in the second period, we got the lead. We kept pushing to extend the lead, right? And second periods can go either way. From We're on the right side of the momentum. We have been a lot. I think our guys take a lot of pride in that. Their line changes and puck management to stay, make it a three-quarter ice game. So, yes, and, and Ottawa's a quick strike team. They can score. I mean, their, their issues are probably a little bit more on the defensive side, keeping it out of their net than the offensive side in general. Um, so this isn't a team that, you know, you can just say, well, they're not going to score no matter what we do. We can play loose. So, th you know, they, they took some pride in that. And I think they've got Buffalo in their heads a little bit from the other day. They wanted to sort of correct that, that we, we, we let a lead away. We weren't going to allow it again. And earlier in the week, for that matter, we just happened to get the points those nights. So it's just a little bit of pride knowing that we, we cer certainly something we've done well over the years. Let's Let's get back to it. I think it's as simple as that, and that usually comes with good structure, good changes, discipline. I, I, we did take some penalties, but some of them were shooting pucks out of the rank, and those are sometimes. But those are the things that you have to be mindful of to not allow teams get into the game, and we did a good job with that, I thought. And then our penalty kill did come up big when, you know, we did take a couple. Uh, I think it was late in the second, early third. I can't remember. <clears throat> Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, Thank you. everybody. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 6-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make sure your gift list includes some gold this holiday season. Visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team stores to stock up on 2023 Stanley Cup Championship merchandise, winter classic jerseys and apparel, and other VGK goodies available at the Arsenal at City National Arena and at other locations, plus online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights. Defeat the Ottawa Senators 6-3. to The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, you heard from Bruce Cassidy. The concern over Aiden Hill is hopefully it is not long-term. Same, hopefully there's uh, nothing too... There's no issue with Logan Thompson, who you know seemed to tweak something there in the third period, but then finished out the game. So uh, we'll get more information on the Golden Knights, at least when it comes to goaltending and injuries, as we move forward in the coming days. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period and, you know, special, we go back to the first period and, you know, for the Golden Knights, it was one of those situations where you needed to jump on Ottawa early and they did. Jack Eichel extending his point streak to a franchise record 10 games with his 14th goal of the year. Barbashev coming out, it's a three-on-one, left side Eichel with Petrangelo, Eichel shoots and scores! Points in 10 straight, 
Jack Eichel's 14th from Ivan Barbashev and Ben Hutton. One minute, 37 seconds into the game, made it one to nothing Vegas. But the Senators would get that back on the power play when Josh Norris scored on a one-timer. Sanderson passes across to the left, down to the right. Norris shoots, score! Aiden Hill did not get down in the butterfly. He was standing upright, and the puck went right through at his ankles. And it's a tying goal for Josh Norris on the power play for the Ottawa Senators. Power play goal for Josh Norris from Tim Stutzla and Jake Sanderson. 6.25 of the first period tied the game at 1. And then the Golden Knights would send the Senators back to the power play. And this time, Ridley Gregg ripped home uh, a puck from the circle to give Ottawa the lead. Quick stick shot. Score from the left circle. Dominic Kubalik. Two power play goals in a period. And pardon, not Kubalik, excuse me, but Ridley Gregg, number 71. And it is a 2-1 Ottawa lead, a pair of power play goals here in the opening 11 minutes of the game. Ridley Gregg from Claude Giroux and Jacob Chikrin, 10.55 of the first period, made it 2-1 Ottawa, a power play goal. But the Golden Knights would get themselves back into the game as a nothing play led to Jonathan Marchessault's game-tying goal. Tracked down by Marchessault, into the zone, he shoots, he scores! Club side, Marchessault! And the Knights tie it 2-2. Jonathan Marcheseau from Brett Howden and Braden McNabb. 13-32 of the first period tied the game at 2. So we'd head to the second period all knotted up. And special teams would play a massive role as Ben Hutton made a great pass to spring Nick Waugh's power play goal. Here's Ben Hutton in his own zone. Shuffling and now starting a hit. Ben has an assist today. Finds Waugh. Gets behind. Waugh down the middle. Fakes. Scores on the backhand. Hutton to Waugh. Nick Waugh from Ben Hutton, 9.53 the second period, made it 3-2 Vegas, a power play goal. Then the Golden Knights got the job, do job done shorthanded as Mark Stone set up Chandler Stevenson's shorthanded goal. Feeds right into the skates of Zubin, strip, Stone coming out two on one. Stone up the left side, shorthanded with Stevenson, got it to Chandler, he shoots, he scores! Stone to Stevenson, shorthanded, Golden Knights take a 4-2 lead. Chandler Stevenson from Mark Stone, 11-31 of the second period, made it 4-2 Vegas. And then the Golden Knights capped off a three-goal period with a dominating shift in the offensive zone as Ivan Barbashev finished it off with his eighth of the year. Now into the middle, straight on a shot. Carlson denied, and down goes one of the Senators. And now a Hague shot wide. Rebound off the boards. Barbashev scores. With 11 seconds to go in the period, Ivan Barbashev records his second point of the night. And Vegas has a three-goal lead at 5-2. Ivan Barbashev from Nick Hagen, Mark Stone, 1948 of the second period, made it 5-2. Vegas, the Golden Knights, would take that 5-2 lead into the third period and kept their foot on the gas and extended their lead with a William Carlson power play goal. Knights win a faceoff. Marcia so to Petrangelo and around to the right Eichel. Petrangelo again, straight on. Top of the circle, Eichel on the right side. To the middle, a shot save. Rebound, score! William Carlson! William Carlson delivers his 14th goal of the season. William Carlson from Mark Stone and Jack Eichel, 5-43 of the third period, made it 6-2 Vegas, a power play goal. But the Senators would get one back in garbage time as Brady Kachuk picked up his 14th of the year. Chandler tried to get it to McNabb, but it goes out of his reach. Now side of the goal, Kachuk scores! Standing at the right goal line, the Knights mismanage the puck in their own zone, and Brady Kachuk capitalizes. And now the Knights lead trimmed to 6-3. 
14th goal of the year for Brady Kachuk from Drake Batherson and Josh Norris. 18-39 of the third period made it 6-3 Vegas, and all that was left was the final call. And they come up with six goals for the first time at home this year. Now the home. It's all over at the Fortress. Golden Knights 6, Senators 3. There it is, 6-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Ottawa Senators. We're back to wrap it up next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Ottawa Senators 6-3. Vegas 21, 6-5, 47 points on the year. Next in action Tuesday, 4 o'clock in Carolina against the Hurricanes. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was uh, an up-and-down first period in which you know the Golden Knights start well enough, but then lose their goaltender and surrender two power play goals against, which is something that they just don't do very often. And so for Vegas, they had to course correct in the second period to the tune of a power play goal, a shorthanded goal, and a five-on-five goal, and the rest was really history for the Vegas Golden Knights as they closed the door in the third period and skated to cruise to a comfortable 6-3 victory over the Ottawa Senators. That's going to do it for us here on the postgame show. Extended postgame show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 6-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Ottawa Senators. Vegas improves to 21, 6-5, and 5, 47 points on the year next in action. Tuesday, 4 o'clock in Carolina against the Hurricanes. It's a three-game road trip for the Golden Knights before the Christmas break. You've got Carolina on Tuesday, Tampa on Thursday, and then you follow it up, wrap it up on Saturday, an early game Saturday, a rematch of the Stanley Cup Final against the Florida Panthers. 702-876-1340, that's the number. You can call in, you can text in. We'll get to both of those over the next couple of minutes here. 702-876-1340. Who stood out to you tonight? I mean, there's a couple of players that come to me front of mind anyway. Um, You know, obviously you look at kind of the big stories coming out of this. And I'm going to put Mark Stone three-point night against his former team. That's a big one. Jack Eichel, 10-game point streak. That's a big one. It's the longest in franchise history, so uh, when your best player is your best player, it it tends to work out pretty well for you uh, in terms of wins and losses. And then, you know, I'll I'll throw out William Carlson. 14 goals for William Carlson in 32 games. Scored 14 goals all season last year. So 
You know, you'll take that all day long if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. You got to like the fact that they're getting production from uh, their top dogs. You get uh, just a strong performance all the way around offensively. And then I, I know that the big concern, the main concern, is going to be Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson. Aiden Hill left the game, didn't come back. Six and a half minutes in. Bruce Cassidy said, hopefully not long-term, but we'll know more as time goes on. And then Logan Thompson made kind of an awkward save in the third period, 10 minutes left, was able to finish out the game. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that as it progresses. But no e-bug situation tonight for the Golden Knights, thankfully, when all is said and done. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Yeah, tell Darren Millard he goes another day without playing an NHL game. Okay, listen, I, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. Like I I inquired to get some information on the e-bug. Um, uh-huh. That was that that was not a, a inquiry that went particularly far, uh, but I'm pretty confident it probably wouldn't have been Darren Millard. Don't think it would have been no. Yeah, huh? No, probably not. Is there any chance that Yuri could have dressed, uh, left his house, and been the backup? Is that a possibility? No. Okay. No. Wondered that during the game that since he's in town, he might no, just... no. And I'll, I'll I'll remind you when when the Golden Knights were up in Calgary taking on the Flames, um, there was a late scratch for um, yeah. For, uh, man, why am I? Blanking? That was a big deal. Yeah. 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 On Jacob Markstrom and Dusty Nickel was their e bug and served as their backup because they didn't have enough time to recall a player uh, by by the deadline, which at that time was five o'clock p.m. cutoff for a seven o'clock game. So no, Yuri Patera would not have been able to dress for this one. I know you wanted Dusty Nickel to play, and I'm so sorry that he didn't. Uh, yeah, I I'm a little bummed, Mike. It's it's a it's it's you know a dream I've had since that game. <laughs> and it, it's it's just not come true for me yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, turning attention to this one, it's good to see the kids make mistakes that looked like, oh, no, not again, and then corrected on the fly as opposed to in a practice or in a locker room. They literally corrected their mistakes against Ottawa almost within moments of making them, didn't you think? Well, which mistakes are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about giving up the puck and not managing the game as well, giving uh, giving Ottawa a chance to score a goal or two. Mm-hmm. That it could have ended up like the other games did, but it, they wouldn't let that happen. No, I, I think for the most part, all year long, the Golden Knights have done a really good job of course correcting in the middle of a game if something's not going well. The exception to that was, you know, Friday night against Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, that was an exception rather than the rule, for sure. Without sounding like Chicken Little, I have too many vivid memories of uh, Robin Leonard making a similar move, and then we never see him again, hardly. Uh, Logan Thompson in practice last year, boom, makes a move, never comes back, even for the playoffs. It is a little scary, you have to admit. I mean, sure, but... You know, I, I don't know that it's it's that concerning. I don't know if if you should be or shouldn't be. I just think that, you know, for the Golden Knights, you're, you're going to have the next man up mentality, whatever it might be. So for Logan Thompson, this could be another opportunity, assuming, again, that he's good to go after kind of an awkward save there in the third period. And thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, 
I wouldn't get too high or too low when it comes to goaltenders. I, I you know, again, as good as Aiden Hill has been, as good as Logan Thompson has been, you're also looking at Yuri Patera. I know it's a small sample size, but he's three and zero in the National Hockey League. And if the Golden Knights play to their identity, they're going to be able to mitigate time without their number one or number two goaltender. So I, I, I would, I would caution you to just kind of breathe, exhale a little bit, and we'll see how how serious or not serious. Um, the, the outlook might be when it comes to goaltenders. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I am good. So this game definitely could have fallen off the wagon, off the rails. Like, it, it could have been very bad after the kind of start. It, it, it was kind of like a roller coaster, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Zach Eichel scores, and you're going way up, and then the, their power play scores, and Aiden Hill's hurt. Oh, no. And then they gave up another power play go oh no and then they went back up we tied it up and then the third period they really put the pedal to the metal they were ready to do whatever they needed to do to make sure that this game became a win and they did yeah i mean i I thought the golden knights kind of took over and and took command of the game in the second and just didn't really relinquish it in the third i you know i i think that that was kind of kind of the the hope right is that you would get a lead and then once you did you would continue to chip out, chip away at it, and, and play the right way, and like absolve yourself of the mistakes that you made against the Buffalo Sabers, and I think the Golden Knights did that in the second period, and um, you know the goal for Chandler Stevenson was fantastic. The Ivan Barbashev won that to me is Golden Knights hockey through and through, yeah. and you know then you add a power play goal in the third period from William Carlson to to extend it to six to two. I thought you know Vegas when when they when they got through the early emotion of losing Aiden Hill early in the first period, I thought they really settled into the game. Yeah, and I can't express enough how nice it is to see people like Stevenson and Barbashev mm-hmm. getting goals in stretches, right? Mm-hmm. They, they've both kind of had a little bit of a rougher year, but recently they've been doing much better, and that's what you want to see because this is not a team that has two or three people that score goals. This is a score-by-committee team. Um, and that's what you want to see is goals from everywhere. Yeah, great stuff there, Stephanie. Thanks so much for the call. Um, leading the charge this season have, have certainly been Jack Eichel and, and Jonathan Marchessault and William Carlson, but you're right on the money there. They look for production from everybody, and when they get it, they're usually a very hard team to beat. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Georgie. Hey, Georgie, how you doing? Yeah, so Aiden Hill, you said, uh, was pulled maybe because of an injury, and then uh... – Logan Thomas uh, might have been hurt. And then there's Pantera, who, I mean, he's undefeated, but it's a small sample size. I, I don't think, and I think I share the opinion of a lot of people out there, I don't think it would be wrong for McCrimmon to reach out to Mark andre Fleury. Oh, boy. Do you want, like, what? You, what what would be the problem with that? You're serious about that, right? People love like, him. Like it's total. It's totally cool if you're like if you're pulling my well, chain. Are you going to put Pantera in there? Okay. First of all, Yuri Patera. Um, that's the name. And and thanks so much for the call, Georgie. Well done. Well done. I I like, that was phenomenal. I I didn't. You know. I I thought we were past this. I really really did. I thought we had like gotten to a point collectively as as. And listen, like I know Georgie doesn't speak for all the fans. But I, I really did think we were like at a point where this was not going to be a topic of discussion. Um, the, the, the problem, Georgie, 
is that you don't just get to select the player that you want and not give up something in return. And then when you look at the Minnesota Wild and the type of season that they're having, boy, oh boy, wouldn't they love to bring in a player or two that could help them? Now, they're hamstrung by some cap issues, but you know, by and large, it takes something to get something. And I don't think that you have to panic because A, Logan Thompson finished the game. And B, Aiden Hill won you a Stanley Cup. Which, love him. I get it. You respect him. Marc-Andre Fleury is amazing. He's phenomenal. You know what Marc-Andre Fleury has not done for the Vegas Golden Knights? Win a Stanley Cup. That's all I got to say about that. Take a break. Come back with more of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show. Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 6-3 to three the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Ottawa Senators. Vegas 21-6-5, 47 points on the year. And it took until game 32 for a trade for Marc-Andre Fleury call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Uh, well done there, Georgie. I, I still like I'm 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 kind of trying to determine if that was legit or not. Like if it was just a call because it's funny at this point, or if it was a, a serious consideration. But I am gonna go to the text line. You can also text us seven oh two eight seven six thirteen forty if you're shy or not looking for your moment in the sun when it comes to throwing out trade proposals. Um Juan Merrill says, Ryan, text me after the show and let me know how many people tell you to trade for Flurry. I'll hang up and listen. And wouldn't you know, I saw that come through just about an hour ago. Like right after the game ended. I saw that text come through and I'm like, okay, I'm going to park it because there's no way, right? There's no way we're going to go down that rabbit hole. And yet, here we are. I didn't catch the name on that, Bobby. One more time. All right, let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Richard. Hey, Richard, how you doing? I'm good tonight, sir. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I just got to say I'm still wearing my jersey on my way home. It's good to hear your voice on the radio. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. And I also want to say don't take it to heart, some of these people. I mean, we're all fans <laughs> out there, but, you know, Thomas is close. At least he's a fan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, no, he's a fan. And Pantera, they're a great band. From yeah. the eighties. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, what did you what did you like tonight, Richard? You know, you know, you know the whole the whole goalie stuff. You know, that's been our 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 Achilles heel for all these years. Uh, we, I mean, come on, we all love Flurry. Don't go there. But uh, you know, we pulled it together last year. We're starting mm -hmm. off great again this year, and I think we'll be fine. I think mm -hmm. we'll be fine. We just got to stick to our games. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it and the kind words. Um, I. I don't think there's any reason to panic. Like, we, we don't know what the outlook is right now on Aiden Hill. Hopefully it's not anything long-term, as, as Bruce Cassidy said. Uh, Logan Thompson was able to finish the game, and, you know, generally speaking, if you're able to get through it and play at a relatively high level for 10 minutes, um, I, I think you're going to be just fine. So we'll, we'll reserve the right to think that something has to be done 
until there's a reason for something to need to be done. And right now, I don't think the Golden Knights need to address goaltending because, well, again, they're 21-6-5 and and tops in the National Hockey League when it comes to points. Like, this team's very, very, very good, and they've done themselves a lot of favors by being good early on. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back out here to another text. Um, William Ramsey says special teams, both the good and the not so good. Two power play goals allowed. That's a bummer. Uh, one shorthanded goal, two power play goals scored. Those very good. Um, I'm with you. I thought, you know, it was weird to see the Golden Knights surrender two, uh, sh- two goals while shorthanded in, in the first period. And yet when the stat line is said and done, they win the special teams battle because they go two for five on the power play also, and then they add in a shorthanded goal. So uh, those things can kind of tilt games for sure. And then Scott Thompson, I'm not always watching the same game as everyone else, I guess. William Carlson works his butt off on the back check and in the corners all night. He always does. Uh, But unless he scores, people don't notice how hard he works. He shut down McDavid totally in the playoffs last year. Should have won the Smythe, but back checks aren't sexy. Scott, I'm with you. I love William Carlson. I love watching William Carlson. Some of my favorite things to do during a game is to watch Carlson away from the puck and to see how much ground he covers. Uh, you're spot on. You're right on the money. I think William Carlson is a je- just a great driver uh, and a, a massive engine for this team. And the fact that he's got 14 goals on the year uh, gives you an idea as to why the Golden Knights are the best team in the National Hockey League. Take a break. Wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 6-3 the final. The Golden Knights double up the Ottawa Senators for their 21st victory of the year, 21-6-5, 47 points. Next in action, Tuesday, 4 o'clock against the Carolina Hurricanes in Carolina. For the Golden Knights, it was a nice return to form about midway through the game. Second period and on, uh, the Golden Knights found their footing, found their game, and it came at the right time as they were able to pump the Ottawa Senators for six goals on home ice. Now for Vegas, the the challenge is to keep that game rolling into Carolina, Tampa, and Florida, the three games on this road trip before the Christmas break. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post game show. Thanks to James Davis down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers and our texters. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input until Tuesday. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox sports, Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended golden Knights post game show on Fox sports radio, 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.